Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Martin, we didn't even get to this. There's so many different angles to discuss this this Kansas City Chiefs thing from. And I I, I really want to see what you think of this. I My ultimate take on the way Patrick Mahomes responded yesterday was that the anger and the frustration that he had towards the referees, he should have toward his receivers. This week, like he needs to go off on those dudes. And look, I I will preface it with this. Maybe he is behind closed doors. I don't think so. I don't think that's his demeanor. Um, And I look, I'm not talking about at press conferences. I like the fact that he takes the hits at the press conference. Right. I like the fact that when he throws it to MVS and MVS drops it, which would have been a touchdown, he says, hey, I could have thrown it a foot short or something. You know, like we all know that's BS, but I like that he takes that route in the press conferences. But behind the scenes at practice, he needs to go into the receiver room and go off on those dudes. I We talk with Coach Eric Mangini all the time. You know, he's on first things first. He was an assistant coach in New England when Brady was there early in his career. He said Tom Brady did that. Tom Brady held his receivers to an incredibly high standard. And if you didn't reach it, if you weren't your best, if you weren't putting in hard work, then he was going to go off on you or you were just going to get the cold shoulder at some point. Like, you were going you were going to know you were on his back. He was side. not going to throw you the ball. Right, you weren't going to get the rock. Same thing with and, Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah, now and don't I don't like him, the way Rodgers cuz Rodgers does it too publicly. Sure. You know what I mean? But I'm I I'm fine with the nice guy in the press. But when it comes to behind the scenes, those dudes need a foot up their butt, their backside because 
They clearly, look, he has the pedigree, Martin, obviously. And I bet you every receiver on that team was nothing more than to please Patrick Mahomes, right? He's the best quarterback some of us, you know, feel like we've ever seen. And so I don't think that's his personality, but he needs to let these dudes know, y'all not cutting it. And I think that's where they miss Eric Bieniemy. Everybody's, you know, with people now starting to say, well, may, is Bieniemy the fact that he's not there the issue? He wasn't calling plays, but I think what he was was the bad cop. And Andy Reid is a good cop. Mahomes seems like he's a good cop. They needed somebody that was a bad cop. And now these same receivers, all they're missing is Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a professional receiver, a legit professional receiver, maybe a number three at this point. At one point, maybe a number two. So I'm not saying he's not very good, Mm -hmm. but he's not all that. And last year he wasn't all that. But I think Bienemy had his foot on those dudes and made sure they were the best they could be. And they actually should be better this year because most of them were here a year ago and you would have expected some improvement. So I think that's what Mahomes needs to do, Martin, is go off on these cats and stop like babying them or, or you know, taking all the blame and, and start jumping on these dudes like, man, y'all need to step up. We about winning Super Bowls here. The defense is better than it's ever been here. I'm doing my – I'm the same. He ain't even got to say it like I'm doing my thing because we know what he is. But Travis is doing his thing. Isaiah Pacheco is running like a monster. And y'all can't catch the freaking ball? Y'all don't know the freaking plays? Come on. I think uh, at this point – do you know what it is? I think he needs to have that conversation, but uh, probably needs to go upstairs to GM Brett Veach's office instead. Look, Amen. I just, look, Amen. I just you. started. I just started working out back in October, right? I just started re- getting back into it after COVID, right? After in October, somebody goes in there and tells me to bench press six hundred pounds. I can't do it. No matter how much yelling you do, no matter how much screaming you do, I don't have the physical ability to do it. Right now, you take in this cast of characters. Sky Moore is a bust. You missed in the. You missed early in the draft with him. Kadarius Tony was. He's on his second team as a first round pick in his fourth year. All right, that tells you all you need to know. And they traded for a third round. Pick, right? <laughs> okay, like Travis Kelsey is the only dependable receiving option on this team. And that's the biggest issue that you have right now. And sure, I know they want to. Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. But, you know, a guy named Marcus Kemp had like five catches for 85 yards in the AFC Championship game last year. You can't get by on smoke and mirrors for too, too long, and that's what ended up happening. The bill is coming due on the idea that that you let go of guys like Tyreek Hill. You moved on from certain players like Kareem Hunt. That's why Mahomes took less money. so the so bill's coming due. So I will be, I, people, I go ahead a conversation, but I'm having it with my GM because, nah, look, that's, we that's got all fair. type of dogs on the back end right now. Defensively, we got a ton of good players, young players. Offensively, you got to give me something to work with, brother. I agree. He should He should, He should. should talk to them both. I totally agree because they're taking him for granted. We saw it happen with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Hence, one Super Bowl. Now, obviously, Mahomes already crossed that. You know, he's got two. But – Look, I, people mocked me. You know this, Martin. About a month ago, I said, you know, when Tyreek, they talked about Tyreek Hill trade. And I said, well, I, I don't know that they won that trade. Yeah, they won it last year and they got that one ring. But going forward, if they, you know, they may have lost that deal. And here's my thing. You've got arguably the best quarterback ever 
why don't you maximize him with one of the greatest receivers ever? The show could have been fantastic. And y'all said, you know what? We don't have to win that way. Let's go. Let's win boring. Let's just win with defense. And that's fine. Winning is winning. But you are you are taking Patrick Mahomes for granted. And Brett Veach, Martin, you said it right, needs to be called on the carpet just like those sorry receivers up in Kansas City. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right. Game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there is just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Gold feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience 
of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or your office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There was another huge game, a lot of good games this weekend, but another big game, and of course, that was the Dallas Cowboys putting it on, putting it on the Philadelphia Eagles in a in an NFC divisional matchup. The Cowboys, of course, won thirty three to thirteen and really uh, had a dominating performance of the previous number one seed in the NFC. And Dak Prescott, who was very good, Martin, but wasn't 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 fantastic. He had a fumble uh, that led to a that was a like a I call a rip six, but a fumble that led to a touchdown. Threw for two hundred seventy one yards, uh, twenty four for thirty nine, two touchdowns, no picks. But it was enough for him to move into first place as far as the odds makers are concerned. In the MVP race, I've still got Brock Purdy for now. I'll say this. Dak is about to enter his gauntlet, or he has entered it, right? Uh, Philadelphia just had an incredibly tough five-game stretch. They came through it three and two. But Dak, after, you know, they played a lot of what I call tomato cans early in the season. Mm -hmm. The couple of good teams they played, San Francisco bashed them. Philly beat them in Philadelphia. And then they came out. Seattle's a pretty good team. They beat them. And then they beat the Eagles, of course. They got Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit awaiting. If Dak plays well in those games, even if they may drop one, but if he plays great like he has been for the most part, then I got no problem with him being MVP. I think it's very close. I think it's going to go down to the last week or two of the season um, but I, I don't think he did enough on Sunday, especially considering that Brock Purdy threw for, what, 368 yards himself and two touchdowns uh, for the Niners in their big win. Uh, so where are you at on the MVP, and do you think Dak did enough to move ahead of Purdy or move just into first place, period, in the MVP race? I do. I mean, I thought I had him as a favorite last week prior to because the thing about Brock Purdy, which is not an insult to Brock Purdy, it's not an insult to say somebody is not the MVP, but I wonder, and I don't think it's crazy to think that if Christian McCaffrey was not available, who had 95 yards on the first five carries at a game <laughs> last week or Sunday, that uh, where where would Brock Purdy be? And do that's you not know a- or you just wonder. See, that's the thing. You're dealing in hypotheticals. You All right, but wonder. I'm dealing in reality well, with, with Dak seen, Prescott. I'm what dealing, we've seen is that Brock Purdy's been getting it done. I'm dealing with reality with Dak Prescott, though, because the thing is, all right, sure, maybe you would rather have Brandon Ayuk over CD, I mean, CD Lamb over Brandon Ayuk, but every other skill position, 49ers got the Cowboys beat. And I think that when you look at the way that Dak Prescott has been playing the last few weeks, especially, especially since that, again, that drubbing that they got up in Santa Clara, Dave Hellman just said it. 
Mike McCarthy realized that Dak is the engine to this offense. And so what did he do? He went and engineered a game in which they beat one of the NFC favorites in the Philadelphia Eagles by 20 points. Right, like he didn't need to do more than he did, and so I, like I, not, I can't knock him. For, like, okay, obviously, you know, you don't, you never like to see a guy fumble six, right, or right, lose, right. turn the ball over like that. So, did he have a perfect game? No, but I have no qualms with a guy who just beat the Super Bowl runner up by twenty points. And I know you pointed out the Eagles game uh, in 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 uh, Philadelphia. They were. Look, he doesn't step out of bounds there. Shoemakers takes one step in closer, or they rub route, they execute that the right way. That's a touchdown. That game's a different game, right? So I'm not trying to take, but again, they lost it, so sure. I'm not Who's trying to. Who's been better in the big games? Dak Prescott. Purdy, really? So Purdy throwing for four touchdowns and, and like 260 some odd yards against Dallas when Dak had three interceptions and one touchdown, Dak was better? Purdy throwing for I mean look look at see that's I look again I think it's very close and Dak is having a great season and what I will say is this I do agree that Dak is driving his offense and doesn't have as much help as Purdy however he's got plenty of help Tony Pollard is good CeeDee Lamb is is playing like a top 5 receiver Jake Ferguson has come along and He's got a top five offensive line. What does Purdy have? At least according to Pro Football Focus, Purdy's got the 22nd. Hold on. Do you need to be blocked for? Because Purdy's got the 22nd ranked offensive line in the league. Dak's got the fifth ranked. I think that matters. I mean, you can talk about the skill positions, and that's true. But what about the big hogs up front? You need somebody to block and protect you as well. And, And I also think... Head-to-head, as I said, Purdy against Dallas. Four touchdowns, 252 yards passing, a 144 passer rating. Dak, three picks, one touchdown in that game. Purdy against Philadelphia, 314 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. 148 or close to 149 passer rating. I mean, the dude in the big games – has been delivering like crazy. Jacksonville, uh, three touchdowns, no picks, 296 yards, 148.9 passer rating. Tampa, of course, he had the perfect passer rating. Like, I mean, he the dude is killing it statistically and throwing dimes as well. Like, he, And it's not like all his yards are coming after the catch. Only like 48% of his Total passing yards has come after the catch. Chris, that's half. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's, oh you want to? That's a significant wanna, number. I, okay. And I'm not, hold on, hold on, again, hold on. I'm not taking hold on, hold on, away hold from on. Let me finish. All right. Because keep, keep that same energy when I read you these statistics, Martin Weiss, that are going to make you, make you bite your tongue. Okay. Here, here's the percentage of your passing yards that are after catch for Brock Purdy this year. And the previous five MVPs. Brock Purdy this year, 48.9% yards after the catch. Wow, seems like a lot. Until you see that Patrick Mahomes last year, 54.3% after the catch. Rodgers a year before, 52.7% after the catch. Rodgers the year before when he won his first back-to-back MVPs, 52.3%. Mahomes in 18, 51.2%. 
And even with Lamar in 2019, only 43.5% of his yards were after the catch that year. But even with that, the previous five MVPs have averaged 51% of their total passing yards were after the catch. So Purdy's beneath them. So what's the argument now? Because everybody wants to say he's just throwing these little slant patterns and dudes are taking it to the house. But yesterday threw, what, 40 air yards to Debo for a 50-yard touchdown. Ayuki hit on the long pass. Kittle, he hit on the long pass. All like, of those guys you're listing right too. now what? have arguments to be all pro. Per, all of right, those guys you just listed. But they wouldn't be all pro if he wasn't throwing them the football. But the point is, Chris, they have arguments to be all pro. So he Devontae should be punished Adams for that? Had arguments he to should be, be punished for that? It's not a punishment to say he's not the MVP. It's not a slight. It's not a disrespect. It's just simply his, not. His numbers are it can at only least, be one. His numbers are at least equal to Dak's, if not better. It's very close. We can call it a wash. Call I mean, it a wash. Dak. Tell me he's how many Dak. all pros is on Dallas's offense right now. C.D. Lamb. I know there's a couple linemen. They got the fifth best offensive line in the league. So that's two. I mean, all pro. That's what uh, I'm talking about. All pro. Because George Kittle McCaffrey's right going to make it. And I don't know that either one of those receivers is going to first team all pro. How Top many? two receiver. I mean, IU is having a great year. Debo is just becoming Debo again. You know that, right? He's like got the like last, six touchdowns in the last three weeks. Right. That's what I just said. He's just becoming Debo again. You hadn't seen him do this since he got injured. Because he broke his shoulder. And what happened after Debo broke his shoulder? But no. What Martin, happened? Martin, my point is this. What, what happened after he broke his shoulder? Well, last year they were 3-0 and and then got to the NFC Championship Okay, but this year game. we're talking about the MVP No, last now. year they were 3-0 and without him. But this my year. My point is this. Early in the season, Debo wasn't playing like this. Debo is just, as you said, the last three, really last three weeks probably, really gotten back to being Debo. And I think Debo's one of the best football players in the league. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying you can't put all the production Brock Purdy had early in the season on Debo. I'm not. But what happened when he got hurt? That 49ers went last year. Three? They went three and zero when he got hurt. All right, but last year don't well, have he nothing to do with this year's McCaffrey MVP. was there. Why couldn't McCaffrey carry him? Because he had a strained oblique. He was also hurt. But he was playing. He was also hurt. That's well, you're playing. Thing. you playing. I don't want to hear about injuries. We're not talking about Jalen Hurts injuries. All right. Trent, so Williams, Trent Williams was hurt as well. Now, he played, but he was hurt too. So, you had several guys hurt. And what had happened? Well, Brock, Brock Purdy it up. Brock Purdy put him in position to beat Cleveland. And, then and a, rookie, a rookie kicker missed a 41-yard field goal. That's Brock Purdy's fault, I guess. Right, well, Dak the Prescott second, had the Cowboys the ready to beat game, the Eagles, and a, and a Michigan former Michigan tight end, Luke Schoonmaker, decided to go down an inch before he was supposed to. Like, we could play that all you want, but the bottom line no, is no, to that's, me— No, no, that's different than the kicker missing oh, okay. a 40-yard— It is. Oh, okay. A 40-yard field goal. I mean, he didn't have a defender bearing down on him like Schoonmaker did. There's 11 people trying to block a field goal. <laughs> like, Man, stop. I mean, a 40-yard field goal is a gimme nowadays. Uh, and dude couldn't make it. Against my, you see, I, I'm old enough to remember a few weeks ago against the Colts when Miles Garrett jumped across the offensive line and intercepted a field goal. That's the same team that Jake Moody missed a field goal against. Also another former Michigan All right, you player, mentioned no. You mentioned that Dak's been on an all-time heater, right? Yeah. Well, in the last okay, in the last five games, 
Purdy's got more passing yards, all right? He's got a higher um, completion percentage, and his QB rating is 136 to Dak's 107. Because he's over got the better last weapons. 50, over the last uh, 50, uh, but he don't have a better offensive line. He's got better weapons, Chris. You need Chris. time. Neither one oh, of Dak these. don't have enough weapons. That's it? I'm not saying he doesn't have enough weapons. They're doing just fine with the with the lack of weapons compared to the 49ers that they do have. Michael Gallup. Who's no, been better in the big games? Chris, listen. Who's I been better in the big games? It's a simple question. Brock Purdy went 0-3 in a stretch, right? All right. Did Dax lay a they stinker against the 49ers? Sure. Did he lay a stinker in, in Philadelphia? I don't believe so. But no, if you want to go stinker, ahead and say it was a stinker against sure. Arizona. Uh, sure was a stinker in Arizona. Was that a big game? Yeah, they lost. Oh, okay. Every so, game is a big oh, game. Then in that case, where is the same energy for when Brock Purdy lost to whoever was Josh Dobbs playing quarterback for the Vikings at that point or maybe Kirk Cousins? Was that the game where he got concussed and then threw the two interceptions? He's on the field. Oh, but 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 you just told me we're not talking about Jalen Hurts injuries. Don't matter. Come on, Chris. Let's keep being it. Let's, let's keep. Let's matter. just keep a little consistency, like all the I Kansas City Chiefs consistent. fans are crying for I'm right now. A little head consistency. To head. I'm saying head to head. Brock outplayed Dak. I'm saying in the big games, Brock has been better statistically than Dak. I mean, the Brock Brock has Brock is averaging darn near ten yards per attempt. You know, the last time. Well, he's he's actually done it. He's more yards per attempt than Kurt Warner in 2000. No one has averaged more yards per attempt in NFL history since Dak Purdy. What Dak Purdy's doing in the last 69 years, Martin? You got to go back to cats like Sid Luckman and Otto Graham. Chris. I mean, this doing dude is doing something we haven't seen. In 70 years. Christian McCaffrey had 17 touchdowns in 13 weeks. Oh, he's great. And he was hurt for three of the games. Like He played in so the game. who is the engine of the team? I thought we were having consistency. Who's, they all are. Uh, but the quarterback, oh, okay. we all agree all right, that the all quarterback, are. we all agree that the quarterback is the one making the decisions, getting the ball to these guys. And, and people try to bring up Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo never had stats like this. Because he was sorry. Brock Purdy, okay, I agree. But my point is, Purdy, Brock Purdy, Purdy, Purdy is better than credit. Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree. That's why he beat him out. I agree. Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. No, They're- my point is, don't just say it's the system when Jimmy Garoppolo has success in the system, but not like this. They weren't scoring like this. He wasn't putting up these types of numbers. I mean, you don't put up these numbers and not be a, a, a really good player. And I'm not even Who calling said him wasn't? elite. I'm not even calling him elite. I'm just saying, to me, head-to-head and in big games, he has the edge over Dak. Now, Dak might, you know, Dak's got time because Dak's got his gauntlet coming, and that's fine. And I have no problem if Dak is MVP. But I'm just saying, to date, Brock Purdy's proven more against better teams. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know, everybody kind of, you know, lost track of this as they're following the NFL. But on Saturday, the Lakers became the champions of the NBA's first in-season tournament. And uh, Anthony Davis was a monster, led them to a victory 
over the Pacers with 41 points, 20 rebounds, and I believe four blocked shots. He was an absolute beast in that game. But LeBron James was named MVP of the tournament. LeBron had 24 points, 11 rebounds in the championship game. And, And look, LeBron was the MVP of the tournament. Right, it was seven games. He was the best player for so the they Lakers. So they did. They considered the, the entire games. seven games. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a Final Four MVP. Yeah, I mean Rob G. Unless I'm wrong, if it was if it was a final game, obviously it's AD. Okay. You could even argue Final Four, but certainly um, the whole tournament would have been LeBron. Rob G. What you have any details on that? No, you're exactly right. It, they they weighed the entire tournament and LeBron yeah. James through the course of the tournament was absolutely sensational. Sure. Right, right. So they also are going to, and we're going to get into what this may mean for LeBron's legacy, if anything, but they are going to hang the banner. Now, this is a team, what they got, 17 championships, and they are going to hang the banner from the in-season tournament and Rob G, lifelong Laker fan, is not happy about us. Rob G, give us the details. Yeah, we don't hang Pacific Division championships. We don't hang Western Conference championships. We only hang NBA championships. However, starting on December 18th against the New York Knicks, the Lakers will unveil an in-season tournament banner. It'll be a different shape and color than the title banner, so you can tell the difference. And they're only going to hang one with open space underneath it so that they can, assuming they win more going forward, just add the extra years that they end up open winning. Open space beneath. You know, so, what's going to say in-season oh, so tournament champion. There's only going to be they'll one banner, the they'll update it, and they'll update it, yes. Right. I got to be honest. I like it. As long as they separate it, it's like in a different place, or, you know, it's clearly dis- differentiated from the championship banners. And I get it. You're right. They don't hang Western Conference banners even. And they are the Lakers, the glamour franchise of the NBA. But I I think this goes further in legitimizing the tournament. Exactly. Which I think is good, right? I think five, ten years from now, this will be kind of a big deal. Nobody wants it to be as big as a championship. It shouldn't be. But it is a fairly big deal. And I, I got to be honest, Rob G, I'm fine with it. I don't think it's Bush League. I don't think it's beneath the Lakers. I think this helps helps legitimize it. Well, here's the thing. If you have the tournament and you're taking it seriously like the NBA wants the players to do yep. so, uh, yep. tap, tap, New Orleans Pelicans, are you awake? Are you here? Little Vegas flu? Are you hungry? Yeah, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them at least. But uh, if you want people to take it seriously, this is the way to do it, right? This is the way to do it. And while I think the overarching thing about the in-season tournament, the most damning quote is LeBron saying, when you guys give us something to play for, for you see what's out there like you're guaranteed like you know that's what your guaranteed contract is for LeBron in the regular season (laughs) have something to play for right but I digress if we're gonna go ahead and do this thing might as well do it to the fullest I don't have a problem with them hanging the banner either and uh, let's be honest if like if the Pacers had won that game and they hung the banner, I don't even know if we're even talking about it being an issue. The only reason why we're talking about it may potentially be an issue is because it's LeBron James that'll right. be one of the people on the court when the banner's hung. Rob G, what is your issue with it as a Laker fan? Seriously. It's because the Lakers have a standard that's different than everyone else in the NBA. And them and the Celtics, the only ones who only hang championship banners. Everybody but else. But that's because they have so many. Well, that's because we have a different standard of winning. 
If we were this the Sacramento is, this, Kings, then sure. If you're the Utah is, Jazz, fine. But not the Lakers, not the Celtics. I get that. Like you could say, well, winning the Pacific Division or certainly the in you know Western Conference Finals is bigger than winning this tournament, which is true and, and always will be. But I do think, and I've said this, Martin, years from now, I think people will add this tournament into the debates about players. Like I think I, I brought this example up. If Victor Wimbanyama and Chet Holmgren end up having this great individual rivalry, right? Right. And you're debating which one was better. I think the obviously your individual stats will be a factor. Championships, obviously, if they should win some. Sure. All-star. And then I think so I think you'll be able to throw, and I'm not saying it'll be a deciding factor. I'm not saying it'll be a huge factor, but a factor at least would be, and, and, and so-and-so won five in-season tournaments. So the other guy only won two or hasn't won any and lost two in two of the championship games. Like, I think it'll become something, and I think, like I said, hanging the banner, especially when you're the Lakers, does I think feed into my belief that later on in you know in time as years go by, this will become a factor. I, I disagree there. I don't imagine. I mean, if we're splitting hairs to that degree, leave me out well, of the we conversation. Do, no, we do though. <laughs> but I, I mean, th- we really do, Martin. When we talk about LeBron versus Jordan or any other comparison. When you're talking about the all-time greats, I always say this: you nitpick. You right. have to because they're all they're so awesome and fantastic. LeBron James is phenomenal. Michael Jordan is phenomenal. The difference is minuscule. Sure, but I, I think that what this is with the in-season tournament is more akin to the play-in tournament, where this is another opportunity for the league to quote-unquote make stars. Like John Morant in the bubble had some had one of the best games we've ever seen him play in the play-in tournament, and then follow that one up next the next season with another one in the play tournament and then his team was the top of the west for a while now obviously he's in his own situation right now throwing chess passes in the courtroom which is an entirely different conversation but his star rose in those play-in tournament games right Tyrese Halliburton his star has risen to a higher level than it ever would have. I right. shouldn't say than it ever would have, but than it would has already, it right? Was, right? Than it was now. His star has risen. This is going to be another opportunity for the, like you said, the Victor Wembanyamas, the Chet Holmgrens. While they're not necessarily having the overall team success, Chet more yeah, than Chet, Victor at yeah, the time, yeah. but. Uh, it'll give them an opportunity to get on the main stage, play some games that have some stakes. Because realistically, for you know Victor Wembanyama's career right now, they're not going to be playing any meaningful. They're not playing meaningful games at all this season. Neither Detroit Pistons are playing meaningful games at all this season. If you're able to go and have a guy like Cade yeah, Cunningham, yeah, but we, but 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 the Lakers are, and they took it seriously. Well, I think it's a which is a great and sign for the league. And I agree. I think some me. other teams didn't, Martin. I, I mean, the fact that Denver wasn't in, you know, in the finals or or even the final four, and, and some of these other top teams weren't either. I mean, Boston and Milwaukee made it and then got beat. Um, so I think I do think that the Lakers took it more seriously than some other teams, or or started to take it seriously before these. Like Le, LeBron, to me, clearly. Made up he in his to mind, win yeah, that he wanted to win it. Now, so let's go there. Do you think this 
did anything for his legacy no. at all? No. No, I think at this point you're cemented in. Unless he's pulling down more uh, Larry O'Briens, you're pretty much cemented in whichever camp you're in, whether you got the Jordan or LeBron debate going on. You're pretty much feet planted at this point. I don't think it does much for his overall legacy and long-term success unless, you know, somebody else gets four championships and two in-season tournaments. I don't, you know, I I, I, just, <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to. Uh, where are you at on the, I don't even know who you got, Jordan or, or LeBron. I'll go with Jordan. Okay. okay. I'll go you with got Jordan. Jordan. You got LeBron number two, though? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, dang. You no. just the king. I I'm don't not think dissing that, him at that all. Was the, there was no conviction in that. No, Le- LeBron is the best basketball player of my generation, right? Which, so I mean, you got him number two? Okay. Yeah, so that, like, that's without a doubt. I mean, you right? said it like, if I said Kareem, yeah, sure. No, I mean, yeah. Well, I've seen to me what LeBron has done, the longevity, the, is is one of the things that I think will never be matched in in the NBA. Boy, in terms of him still being like one of the arguably top three, top five players in the NBA, twenty one years later, his career's got a drinking license. I mean, a you know, his career could go out and buy a beer. That's ridiculous to me. <laughs> but in terms of the NCAA tournament, longevity is incredible. I think it's something again that's going to put guys like a Tyrese Halliburton who is playing at an All Star level who you may not have seen on national TV until the All-Star game, right? But the thing that's huge is we look at the NBA, they treat players differently than the NFL does. The NBA is much more about the partnerships with the with the players. Right. LeBron buying into this only benefits the league. And right. I think when you look at a guy, if I, I will never forget Patrick Beverly in the bubble when all that was reported out. When Patrick Beverly, who was a member of the Clippers at the time, said, we're doing what LeBron does in regards to playing out the rest of the season you know, after uh, Jacob Blake was shot right. in Wisconsin. We're doing what LeBron says to do, right? Because uh, Oh, let's be honest. LeBron is 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 a major tastemaker in the NF and the NBA. He's Absolutely. one of the people who, it, like, with LeBron saying this is real, makes it real for a lot of other people. Right. So I think while I think it was honestly commendable by his part, because if this is the league that he's a part of, he well, should if he, look. If he takes it seriously, then other players are going exactly. Take it seriously. Exactly. And that was good for him. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 